Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zerah Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Well, the scripture that we're going to be studying tonight is primarily a list, a list of 112 cities that comprise the allotment of land that God gave to Judah. Now, we need to understand what is being said in this distribution of the land. We've learned that it's a distribution by goral, by lot, meaning people don't choose, but people are receiving the will of God, what God has for them. So it's not making requests. It is not petitioning God. It is receiving and recognizing his order, his purposes, his ways for building up his kingdom. And that is a wise truth that if we want God to work in our life for a kingdom purpose, then we need to submit. We need to seek his revelation. We need to agree with his order, his timing. Everything needs to be brought under his authority. That is a good thing. And when we do that, we are inviting joy into our life. Being in the will of God, the outcome of that, it produces joy, contentment, a, an inward peace and assurance. It deepens our understanding of God. Now, we began this chapter last week. We read and studied the first 19 verses. And we saw the borders. But now, in this second part of chapter 15, we are going to look at cities. Some of these cities, just like we saw last week, some of these places we know. They exist, and they exist in the same location or very near the biblical location. They were named in memorial to the history. Other places, and several of them, we don't know. Now, you may go in the general area today. There are certain cities and certain descriptions here that can bring us into the general location. And there will be these names, but they're not necessarily in the precise, the exact location of where they were previously. Some are, some aren't. Now, this is the distribution of the tribe of Judah. God has an order. He has began with the allotment of the land, the inheritance for Reuben and God and the half-tribe Manasseh. I say half-tribe because Joseph, a full tribe, was broken down into two tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh. So we saw that, that Manasseh, that he received in that same area on the east side of the Jordan River where 
Reuven and God also received. We came to a conclusion two weeks ago of that eastern portion. The tribes, the two and a half tribes that were there. And now we're going to focus in on one tribe, the tribe of Judah, on the western side of the Jordan River. And we know from history that southern portion of the land of Israel became after the the division of the monarchy when when solomon died there was a division and we see that that there's the southern kingdom which was called judah because most of this land of the southern kingdom belonged to judah and there's that northern kingdom that uh, was called israel also known by the name ephraim because Ephraim has significance in its meaning and its purpose. We'll talk more about that when we deal with that allotment to Ephraim. But here, there's one thing that I want us to realize. In that southern allotment of land to Judah, that key city, and we mentioned this last week, that key city is, of course, Jerusalem. And what I'm going to do as we turn our attention to our study time, we're going to begin in verse 20 again. Yehoshua, Sefer Yehoshua, the book of Joshua, chapter 15. And we're going to begin where we left off in verse 20. And we're going to read very briefly verses 20 through verses, verse 63. Now, that's a lot of verses, but we're simply going to read them. There's not going to be much teaching or much commentary from these verses, so we're going to have a brief time tonight. But I do want to make mention of one verse and spend some time there. Look with me to the very last verse of chapter 15. So we'll come back to that in our reading, but I want to begin, before we read, I want us to look at this last verse, verse 63. Now, what's going on? We're going to read a list of places, things that give us a description of where we're talking about, and the cities that belong to this geographical designation. But we're going to see that within these places that are mentioned, there's 112 cities spoken of, one of which is Jerusalem. And notice what it says concerning this, verse 63. Now, Yibusi is where we get the term Jezbasite. And what's interesting, it's singular. We sometimes will say the Jezbasites, but when we look at it, Yibusi in Hebrew, we're talking about a people. And what God is saying is that the Jezbasite people, Hayibusi, that were dwellers of Jerusalem, they dwelt in Jerusalem. Notice, Bene Yuda, the children of Judah, they were not able lo yachlu to inherit them so the whole verse and the jesbasite people the dwellers of jerusalem 
the children of Judah were not able, they were not able to take possession of them. Now, this is important because we see here initially Jerusalem was not captured by Joshua. And notice what it says when this is recorded in the verse 63. And the Jezbusite people, they dwelt with the children of Judah in Jerusalem unto this day. So we see here that that Jerusalem wasn't fully controlled by the children of Judah. There was a, a sharing, but Israel, the people of God, did not have control of it. Now, why is that important? Well, as I shared with you, this distribution of the land has some kingdom implications. What does that mean? It means that we can look at this distribution of the land in Joshua and learn things about the last days. And what that tells us is this. In the last days, Jerusalem is going to be a divided city. We are thankful, it tells us in the prophecy of Zechariah, that that even though there's going to be many from Jerusalem who flee because of the Antichrist's attack on this city, this is going to be a persecuted place. Why? Well, understand the reason why. There's going to be an event in the middle of Daniel's 70th week, those last seven years at the midpoint. That event is called the abomination of desolation. Now, even though the Antichrist empire is going to be in control of all the world before the abomination of desolation and the Antichrist is going to be ruling. But hear this, and this is where there's a lot of confusion. His revealing in a dominant way that he, without any doubt, that this is the antichrist empire and he is the antichrist that revealing of him with assurance is going to be in the middle of daniel's 70th week when i said the revealing of him with assurance we can be assured one who does this act is indeed the antichrist we are assured this is him and what is that event i shared that the abomination of desolation now we know something that abomination of desolation is when we learn this from daniel in daniel chapter 11 primarily verse 36 and also by the apostle paul in second thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4 where it says and the context is his revealing He is going to go into the Holy of Holies. Your Bibles will say the temple, but it's a word more precise, the Holy of Holies. We're speaking about neos in this form, neon, which is the sanctuary, the holy place, the most holy place, the Holy of Holies. And what's he going to do there? He's going to take a seat. Paul says he's going to sit there proclaiming himself to be God. And what's going to happen? Well, obviously, believers, we're going to be opposing the Antichrist, his deceit, 
his unrighteousness he's also called the man of lawlessness because he is categorically against opposed to the torah what's the torah love and righteousness that's what the torah teaches us how to love one another and how to love god and how to live righteously that is the truth that the torah mediates to the one who studies and applies the torah its truth its commandments to our life under the leadership of the holy spirit as paul says he who walks not in the flesh but in the spirit fulfills the righteousness of the law that's your calling and mine so under the leadership of the spirit of god we can implement toward truth into our life in a new covenant manner that manifests righteousness and and also reveals god's glory that's a good thing so we see that in the last days jerusalem is going to be a divided city there's going to be many who leave it but it says a remnant of that city the inhabitants are not going to be cut off there will be up until the very end and we're talking about now the second coming there's going to be a remnant of jewish people in jerusalem during all hear this all of daniel's 70th week but what we know is that it's a contested place and that's the message here in joshua 15 and verse 63 that it is a context contested place there's the jesbesites and the the israelites or in this case representing all of israel the tribe of judah contesting look again verse 63 and the jesbesite people the dwellers of jerusalem it says the children of judah were not able to take possession to inherit them rule over them and therefore what do we see the jesbesite people with the children of judah dwelt in jerusalem until this day and the good news is this this foreshadows a future victory where we're going to see that only new covenant people ultimately in that new jerusalem on day one only new covenant people will be there those who are part of the church we are going to be ruling and reigning with messiah participating in his leadership and then israel is going to be the leader of the world and there's going to be nations those nations that uh, were left by god and that witnessed god's victory they're going to be called up to to jerusalem for specifically it says in zechariah 14 i believe all the festivals will be embraced and observed in the millennial kingdom but zechariah simply mentions the feast of tabernacles Chakasukot, as the nations having to demonstrate their trust their dependence their reliance upon god their faith and they're going to have to come up to jerusalem so it's going to be a a city that shows and manifests the submissiveness of the people to the king well we see here that the jesbetsites just like the antichrist people are not wanting to submit not wanting to 
participate in the plans of God. Now, one last thing before we read, and that is this. There is significance in the fact that Judah is being given the land called to take possession and what places specifically first before any other of the other tribes on the west side of the Jordan River. Judah takes precedent. Why? Because Judah is the messianic tribe. The Messiah comes from there. So with that said, let's take the last few minutes. As I said, we'll have a brief time tonight. We're simply going to read carefully verses 20 through 63 of Joshua 15, and then we're going to conclude. And I want to point out that in Hebrew, we have the word frequently and 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 and. In English, most of your Bibles will not have that redundancy. They'll put a comma until the last one, that last part of the verse, the sentence. But since I'm looking and translating the Hebrew, I'm going to to say each time that the word and appears because it's scripture, I'm going to say. Now, there's another uniqueness of Hebrew. Some things are called cities, places with the definite article. Others are not. That definite article is the word the in Hebrew, ha. So there are times that it appears and times that it does not. Most of the time it doesn't because the name itself makes it definite. So this is just some idiosyncrasies of the Hebrew language. So be aware of that. When you hear the term ha at the beginning, it's that definite article that is included in this this naming from the word of god in hebrew let's begin joshua 15 beginning with verse 20. this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of judah for their families so it's an inheritance i've mentioned it's interesting there's a word shevet for tribe and mate both meaning more or less the same thing but mate can also be a place that represents leadership so this is for the leadership of the tribe of judah for them to hear what god is telling them to take possession of and rule over so perhaps one explanation why mate instead of shevet is used here for tribe again verse 20. this and the word zot, it's feminine. When it stands alone, it usually stands alone to emphasize, to say this is the primary thing. And that's what we're talking about, the primary cities that comprise the land that God gave to Judah. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Judah for their families. Verse 21. And they shall be the cities. So it introduces it with the verb, they shall be, what should be? These cities that are going to be mentioned. And this is of the, the most, outmost place of the land. It's dealing with the borders and the primary cities within these various allotments of land in 
the inheritance of judah so we're talking about the the end places the extreme places the outermost places for this tribe of judah and it says the tribe or literally the sons of judah for the border and we talked about this last week the border and this would be on the east the border a dome that's in the south so it goes edom's in the east but we begin in the very southeast of this this allotment of land and it says here what the cities are kav tzel and Eder and yagur verse 22 additional cities are included in this area and kina and dimona and ad ada verse 23 and Kadesh and Chatzor and Yitnan. Now pay attention because this place Chatzor is going to be mentioned three times because it was a key city. We saw this earlier on in our study of Joshua, a key city for them to take. So many things are referenced in light of this city Chatzor. Now we're ready for verse 24. Zif and Telem and Ve'alot, verse 25, and Chatzor, Cha and Kriot, Chetzron, and it tells us Kiryat Chetzron, it is Chatzor. So three times we see that Chatzor is mentioned as part of this land. Now, Chatzor, we're talking about not that key city in the north, but rather another Chatzor that's in the south. But it's mentioned three times to show its significance, its relationship. Do we know where that is today in the area of Judah? We do not. But apparently, it had great significance. Verse 26. Amam and Shema and Molada, verse 27. And Chatsar Gada and Cheshmon and Vet Pelet, verse 28. And Chatsar Shual and Be'er Sheva. Be'er Sheva, of course, is today the capital of what's called the Negev the southern part it's one of the largest cities in Israel so this place was known is known many will say that where it is today may be somewhat different a few few kilometers away but nevertheless it is in that tribe of Judah also viz yotnya verse 29 bala and Iyim and Atsem, verse 30. And El Tolad and Kasil and Horma, verse 31. And Ziklag and Madmana and San Sana, verse 32. 
and levaot and shochim and ein and rimon now notice the end of verse 32 this is the first allotment of cities in that geographical location that he's speaking of in the southeast and he says therefore them in the verse 32 all the cities that we've mentioned and you can count them up 29 and the next word is the word chatzer which is like a courtyard some will say it's villages but it's not the normal word for village but rather it may be speaking about and their places of administration so this is probably the best way to understand this term that's going to be repeated also their places of or for administration now let's look at verse 33 here we're talking about another area land it's called the shefilah the shefilah is not on the south east but it's on the southwest and it's in the area where i live i live in the shefilah so it's the lower coastline coastland close to the mediterranean verse 33 in the shefilah the lower coastland the first city esh taol and sora and ashna Verse 34. And Zanoach and En Ganim. Now, Ein, this is En, but this term Ein can be a well. Ein and I, as we came across that word, but here when it's En, it's referring to the well of Ganim. Verse 35, the end. Tapuach and Ha. Here's the definite article for this place, Ha Enam, verse 35. Yarmut and Adulam, Soho and Azeka, verse 36. And Sharim and Aditaim and Ha Gadera. And Gederotim, or Gederotim, the cities, how many cities in the Shefelah were mentioned? We have 14 cities and their places of administration, their courtyards. Verse 37. Sanan and Chadasha and Migdal Gad. Verse 38. And Dilan. And ha, again, the, mitzpeh. Mitzpeh is a city that's elevated. It means a lookout or a city that was used for a lookout. So it's called ha, mitzpeh. And the end of verse 38, and yachtel, verse 39. Lachish, and batzkat, and eglon. Eglon, we've also mentioned several times in our study in the last few weeks. Verse 40. And Kabon, and Lachmas, and Chitlish. Verse 41. Gedorot, and Bet Dagon, 
and Nama and Makeda, another city we've mentioned several times. 16 cities and their courtyards. Verse 42. Livna and Eter and Ashan. Verse 43. Vayiftach and Ashna and Natsiv. Verse 44. Keila and Achziv and Ma Resha. Nine cities and their places of administration, their courtyards. Verse 45. Ekron. And we have a term, the daughters, its daughters. Now, these cities were presumably more of a major habitation. So we have its cities and also its daughters, which probably mean smaller, not cities, but smaller towns. Now, here again, in this time, what we consider a city, these may be much smaller, but they were known. They were cities of administration what we call an area, district center. But there was also smaller towns or villages around it, and this is what the term banot, daughters, means. So, Ekran, and we would say her towns. City is a feminine word, so it's her towns, or its towns, we could say. And it's courtyards, meaning its places of administration. Verse 46. And from Ekran... And Yama, all which is is near to Ashdod, and their places of administration, courtyards. Now remember, we we are in this area. Now we're talking about further southwest, very close on. We might say the Mediterranean Sea, Ekron. And then we have Yama, which is towards the water, literally the sea, and all which is by Ashdod. Ashdod was a major city, and it's where I'm speaking to you from now. And its courtyards, verse 47, because of its significance, just like what we saw with Chatzor, it's also mentioned again. Verse 47, Ashdod and her towns, meaning her daughters, her other places of significance and her courtyards places of jurisdiction perhaps courthouses and such and within this area we have aza which is the hebrew way of saying gaza so we know exactly where ashdod is and ekron and gaza and it says also her towns and places of administration its courtyards Unto, notice this, we're at the very, very south, where it says, Ad unto Nachal Mitzrayim. This is what many Bibles call the brook of Egypt. It's simply a word that speaks about a wadi or a dry riverbed. And this was well known. It's part, and we mentioned it last week, and we mentioned it this week. It's the, the southernmost border for the land of Israel that God promised. Abraham. Verse verse 47 at the end, the border of the sea, this this big 
sea and its border meaning that we have the brook and the mediterranean forming that 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 border at the southwest look now to verse 48 in verse 48 we're not dealing with the the southeast which is very deserty but we're not dealing with the southwest which is coastline and in a plain but now in verse 48 it says uvahar and in the mountain and here it means in the mountainous area read and in the mountainous area we have shamir and yatir and soho verse 49 and dana and kiryat sana and this town kiryat sana is also known and we've come across this place much the town devere verse 50 and anav and Eshtemo and anim verse 51 goshen and holon and gilo and then we have 11 cities and their courtyards their places of administration now goshen and holon and gilo all places that are used today whether it's an identical area this is debatable verse 52 arav duma and eshan verse 53 and yanum and that Tapuach and Afeka, verse 54, and Humta and Kiryat Arba, it is Hebron and Seor. How many cities? Nine cities and their courtyards, their places of administration. Verse 55, Maon, Carmel, and Zif and utah verse 56 and yisrael and yokdeam and zanoach verse 57 the kind ha kind there's that definite article again give ah and timna ten cities and their courtyards verse 48 Excuse me, 58. Chauhul, Betsur, and Gador. Verse 59. Maarat, and Bet Anot, and El Tekon. How many cities here? Six cities and their courtyards. Verse 60. Kiryat Baal. This is Kiryat Yarim. And today we know where Kiryat Yarim is. It is west, about 12 kilometers west of Jerusalem on Highway 1. So known places and still, of course, in the allotment of the land of Judah. So look again at verse 60, Kiryat Baal. This is Kiryat Yarim and Ha, again, that definite article, Ha Rabbah. And these cities that are mentioned, it says two cities and their courtyards. Now, verse 61. Now we're dealing with the desert area. 
not as far south as we did earlier in the first part of our study tonight near Edom we're closer now to the Dead Sea where it says in the desert or wilderness Bet Ha and today we speak about the Arava and it's the land once you go south quite a bit of uh, of past Beersheba as you move eastward you come into the Arava so this is in the desert area and it's a desert Bet Ha the desert plain and Medin and Sachacha verse 62 and ha the nifshan so another town with that definite article leading up to it ha nifan and ir hamelach and the salt city and right by the dead city we have en gedi and gedi verse 62 at the end six cities and their courtyards all together if you add up all of these you get 112 cities last verse we studied this earlier at the beginning but i'll read it again which means and the jesbusite people dwellers of jerusalem the children of judah were not able to take possession of them inherit them and the jesbusite people they dwelt with the children of judah in jerusalem unto this day well we'll close with that until next week when we press on and we deal with the allotment of ephraim which is north of jerusalem until then may god bless you chag Sameach, that special holiday that begins on sunday night and monday shemeni yetzerit that eighth day assembly until next time shalom well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus as you walk with it. Shalom from Israel.